Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique wellbeing solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Leo Daniel Ryan. Leo has a huge passion for serving and minding others through his work as an author, as a breathing coach, and a personal trainer, and he is the founder of innatestrength.com. So Leo, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure, Brian. It's fantastic to be on. Nice one, man. Thank, thank you, you so much. You're so welcome, and I'm delighted to be talking to you. And Leo, can you start off by telling me a bit about yourself and how you got to here? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, well, 40 year, 41 years of age now at this stage. But for the, the start of my life, I, I loved playing sport, uh, all things GEA and, and tennis and anything that will keep me out of, out of school. <laughs> but um, on the flip side of that, I also spend a lot of time in bed uh, sick with asthma. Uh, so one minute I could be very fit and healthy and well, and the next I could literally have a fit and ask my one and uh, be, be, be bed bound and unable to walk and to even breathe. Uh, and I got so bad that when I was about 19 years of age, I spent a total of six months in bed, uh, over 14 courses of antibiotics, 425 steroid tablets and three inhalers every day. Wow. Uh, and that was the reason why I know that is because I count my tax forms <laughs> and I found them years later and I went, wow, I didn't realize um, how bad I actually was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really interesting at the time. It was, it, I'd finished um, school. Uh, I was in first year in college and I was studying something I really hated as well, uh, computer science. And I knew something had to change. And I asked the doctor, my GP at the time, I says, look, um, something has to change here. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of going back and going into fitness and maybe being a fitness instructor. What do you think? And he just laughed me out of the room. Literally. Uh, he told me, you know, you know, if we wrapped you up in bubble wrap and put you in a room till we were 25, we don't know if you're going to get better. And something inside me that day just broke. Um, it, yeah, <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it is it broke. Um, but nothing really changed. I ended up on a more, more inhalers, more steroids, more antibiotics. And then about a month later, I found a breathing technique. It had just come to Ireland. A gentleman named Patrick McKeown brought the Buteyko method to Ireland uh, over from Russia. And I had uh, three clinical trials with asthma and I decided, okay, I'm going to give this a go. So went to the workshops, trained uh, the, the breathing uh, every day. Um, and within six months, I had noticed huge improvements. Within 12 months, I was symptom-free. Visited a respiratory consultant on Beaumont and uh, asked his permission to reduce my medication. And he says, Leo, you know what you're doing? He says, yeah, I know the method. Um, obviously, you know your body a lot better now. Uh, you know how to control it. And if you ever need to go back on it, then, then that's cool. So uh, it was 18 months from the day that I first walked, or I last walked into my GP's office that I was symptom and medication free. And then that set me off on a mad journey, Brian, of everything health and fitness related. I studied uh, physical training, loved that, went into nutrition, uh, personal development, 
um, all sorts of whacking crazy methodologies as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're a geek like, yeah. a geek like myself, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, the funniest was, like, I remember my mom used to force me to read books when I was in school, and I hated it. Now, you, you like, you can't keep me out. I've got bookshelves and bookshelves of stuff, um, but yeah. that's stuff I'm interested in, right? Yeah. So, and, I, and even along those journeys, like, I never, I never went into become a trainer because of um because of sports performance i, I kind of lost that along the way it wasn't about that it wasn't about looking great in a gym none of that and i and i was kind of like a nomad in there too because i didn't really fit any box and about you know it was about 27 28 i decided i am going to focus in on on become the best trainer i can and as i went through that process of discovering it i found that i worked best with people who one, they were motivated either because they were in, in a lot of pain, uh, whether that was because they were severely overweight or they had cardiovascular issues or diabetes or mental health issues, um, or they were after and looking to set out on a great adventure like climb a mountain and swim. I've had people who swim the, the, the channel uh, over in England, uh, run marathons, or they, they just have something in them that they really want to do really cool, um, but they're looking for that help in. So I work a huge amount with those people. And as I set off on that journey, um, I realized along the way that the thing that was missing most was people's breathing. And that was one lady back in about 2015. She she trained hard with me. She wanted to lose weight. Um, she was about, oh, I'd hazard a guess now because I was over in Canada. So I'm converting to, to, to our money over here. But she was about 19 stone. And wanted to lose, you know, the guts of four or five stone. And she trained for nine months with me, did all the training, all the nutrition, working on personal development stuff, doing, bringing everything into it. And uh, after nine months of work, she lost a grand total of about five pounds. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of said, you know, I looked at everything and I went, do you know what? Okay, your blood markers are improving. Your doctor is happy. Things are coming along, but she was not happy whatsoever. So I says, look, we can look at three things. We can look at a psychologist. We can look at blood bloods and get your bloods taken and have a, a blood panel done to see if what's going on under the hood. Or we can look at a sleep coach. And uh, I says, this is the route I think we should take. Um, because if you keep doing this, you're just going to get the same results. And uh, so she fired me. <laughs> <laughs> she fired me uh but about three months later she rang me back up thank god and she said leo i actually went and got a sleep test done turns out i sleep apnea uh, so got the machine and i'm um, sleeping much better now and she lost about uh, a couple of stone in a month and wow. i couldn't believe it wow. so because of the sleep apnea um she wasn't getting to sleep and because she wasn't sleeping she wasn't recovering and because she wasn't recovering her body was holding on to all of the stresses of the day and then that yeah. was leading to poor food choices and poor lifestyle choices and all the rest that go yeah. with it and i thought that was just amazing so what i did then was i said okay i gotta find out how i can help people balance stress and that's where i came back to the breath and uh, I've kind of spent the last 10 years researching everything I can get my hands on and experiencing everything I can with the breath to understand uh, what it is. And I have such a passion for it because of my own history, but because of the impacts I see on people. Wow, what a journey. Yeah. What a journey, Leo. And thank you for sharing that with me. And 
diving deeper kind of day to day, you know, uh, when you're working with people, you're, you're, you're the, with, you know, with the breathing uh, coaching and, you know, in, in, in your company, in its strength, like breath work, you know, like how do you explain it to people? How do you um, explain how it works? What are the benefits? You know, what does that look like? Yeah. So how does it work? Really? <laughs> I literally had to write a book on it because up until um, I published that like two months ago, there isn't any book that explains a full, excuse the pun, but the full breadth of breathing and what it's all about and how it can help people. And that's why I wanted to write it was because I had examined all the different methods and trained with some of the best people in the world, but there was nothing out there that kind of brought the whole thing together. Hmm. Essentially, the world of breathing is divided into two things. One is breath work and the other is breath training, in my opinion. Breath work is a technique that can go on for either like two minutes up to three hours. And the whole point is to do a certain breathing pattern to change your state of being. So to make you feel different and then to think different and then to access um intuition or access your subconscious mind a hell of a lot better so you can make better choices in life that's really what breath work does for you and it's incredible but it's a one-off experience like when you leave it you don't really develop on from it and there's a whole other side in the breathing world which i call breath training and this is about developing your breathing system so that it works better on an everyday basis when you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. And I have a great passion for that side of things because imagine, imagine you hurt your knee and you know, you end up going and you're, and you're limping down the street. And in the, at the beginning, your knee is sore and your leg is sore and your body's sore. But if you don't get that looked after and don't take care of it after about two years, you'll have a big limp but you won't notice any difference. You'll just go, ah, it's just my knee. And then what will begin to happen over time is you'll start to get a sore hip. And then that will hurt you for a while. And then eventually that will go along and then you might end up getting a sore back. And then eventually you'll need surgery. And this is how a lot of people treat their body. Mm. And breathing is no different. But in this analogy, if you rehabilitated your knee, if you did the exercises to get the knee functioning better, um, and you restored it, well, then you get on with your life and you wouldn't worry about your knee, your back or your hip ever again. It would yeah. just work absolutely fine. Yeah. Well, breathing is very, very similar. It's just a lot of people don't realize that their breathing has changed and adapted to the stresses of life. So they don't think of training it and building resilience into it. Um, and they're just living with this um, stress really with every breath that they take uh, and it affects their body the health of their body and it affects their mind really really drastically absolutely and what are some of the techniques that you talk about with people um when, when you're kind of you know looking at this and looking at kind of changing how they breathe and you know breath training yeah uh, there's three main parts to it one is the mechanics and they're really simple techniques by the way like they're 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 not complex but it's just choosing the right ones for you so when i think of breath training there's there's a couple of measurements i use i use a bolt score from the oxygen advantage i use another one called the mes but there's three parts to the breath training the first is breathing mechanics in other words if you're lying on the floor 
and you breathe in through your nose and out of your mouth. Does your belly rise when you breathe in? And does your chest rise when you breathe in? And does the breath go belly chest? Sounds real simple, but if people lie down, they may find that, hold on, actually, it's my chest that moves first, or my chest moves more, or my belly moves and my chest doesn't move. And that means that the muscles have changed and there's they're stuck, they're, they're, they're tight. That's all that it is. So I work on freeing those up. The second part of the breathing mechanics then is can you let go of your exhale? Can you relax it? Or is it controlled in any way? For example, are you blowing out of your lips? Are you clenching down on your jaws? Are you holding your breath in any way? Because these are all signs that you're holding stress in your body with every breath. The next two phases then are breath resilience, which is building up um, your tolerance to carbon dioxide. And it's about um, creating a more calm breathing rhythm um, in your body. So breath resilience and then breath rhythms, which is where breath work comes into it. Okay. Hope that's not too complex. I know there's loads in it. I just love talking about it. So please, if you don't know too much, from it, just ask, like, ask me a question or tell me to simplify things and uh, I'll do my best to do that. Yeah, well, I suppose maybe again, like, you know, like there's so much out there now about breath work. And I know you do Wim Hof and Boutico. And I know, like, again, like there's kind of holotropic breath work and trauma release and kind yes. of, you know, there's lots of those big explosive um, kind of sessions where people are, you know, kind of crying and releasing lots of trauma and lots of energy. And that's, you know, like, like you know, that's all. Um, you know, very helpful, but I suppose kind of, you know, like you, I, I love what you were talking about. Is that day to day? You know, because I mean? like I, I suppose if you go for a um, holotropic breath work again, you know, there's amazing benefits. But like that's kind of one big session. So I love what you were talking about about kind of it's it's day to day kind of training and it's kind of it's bringing in kind of you know doing it in baby steps and you know uh, changing kind of habits. You know, almost um, kind of you know subconsciously and and making them kind of new habits. Yeah, absolutely. And this is this is what 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 led me down this path eventually when I went back to my breathing qualifications in 2015 was I was studying the Buteco method uh, to become an instructor. And there was a couple of Dutch ladies in there and they're like, oh, we do the Wim Hof. I says, what, what on earth is a Wim Hof? And they says, oh, we breathe. And they were breathing yeah. big, huge breaths and really fast. And I was like, whoa, this is a total opposite to what I know. And I started setting out down that path and I went and trained with Wim um, several times. And then I was like, okay, what else is out there? And those, so you, you can kind of distill the world of breathing into these sessions um, yeah. or experiences of breath work, um, which can be quite cathartic. Mm. Um, and they can have really huge positive benefits for people. Mm -hmm. But equally so, if they're not done well, they can have really negative benefits. Yeah. And then they are an experience. So what they do is they, they kind of shake you up. Like think of it like a, like a, think of your brain like a snow globe. And, you know, all of that snow is sitting at the bottom of the snow globe. And then you come along and you shake the whole thing up. And all of the snowflakes fall down in a different order and in a different sequence. And um, it, it's changed forever. They never mm -hmm. sit in the same pattern. Well, when you do a breathwork session, you're kind of doing that with your brain and your nervous system is you're going in there and with your breathing, you are shaking up 
um, your your brain by bringing blood flow to areas that perhaps didn't have quite as good blood flow. You're training brain wave states. You're doing a whole load of stuff. And it, it can be amazing. Um, or if you have a really great facilitator, it can be quite uh, emotional, but you can be guided through it well. Mm. That's That's the good thing. But either way, you still have to go into your everyday life and live again. Yeah. Which means it's it's actually all about the integration or it's all about how you take that back into your life, which is important. And so many people have sp- spoken over the years and um, who've done those types of sessions don't do the everyday breathing mm. and the breath training. And then they realize when they do that stuff, they're like, hold on a second. This is where the money is really at. It's not fancy at all it's so simple it's the baby it it is it is just it's like it's like if you've been sedentary for 10 years and you start going for a walk like it is so simple but so powerful Um, Mm and it's incredible absolutely incredible yeah absolutely and i talk again i as i told you i've done both i've done the big kind of you know the holotropic and the the kind of trauma let's say release and mm-hmm. doing it with some really good people but i i've also done the kind of like you're saying the gentler that kind of mindful breathing and um, nasal breathing like you know that's for, for me that's the game changer um is breathing in through your nose and like you i've done tons of research on this and you're breathing in nitric oxide from your paranasal sinuses and that's a gas that your body produces that reduces your um your pulse and your blood pressure it's a vasodilator it improves your circulation reduces um again reduces stress anxiety depression increases your immune system and it's you get it by breathing in through your nose. You don't get it by breathing in through your mouth. That's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, there was a gentleman back in, in the 1800s that wrote a book called Shut Your Mouth and Save Your Life. <laughs> and he equated breathing through your nose as the same as taking a glass, of, dipping a glass into the bottom of the river Thames and then drinking that water. In other mm. words, if you breathe in and out of your mouth, by the way, breathing out of your nose is just as important. But if you use your mouth for breathing, you have no filtration, no moisture, um, no protection um, of your for your body from the pollutants and toxins that are in that air. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a huge trickle-on effect uh, beyond that. But just at that simple level, there's no filtration. So they would say, and and I've, um, they would say that the no, if you breathe, sorry, through your mouth. It can take up to 120 days to clear the pollutants from your lungs. If you breathe through your nose, it takes 15 to 20 minutes to clear those pollutants from your body. Yeah. That's how powerful a filter the um, nose is. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. And again, you, and also you have that that filter in the in your postnatal space behind, you know, at the back of your nose, which it filters out the dust and the, you know, any kind of pollutants, and it warms. It, it kind of it, it, it warms the the breath mm-hmm. and it goes deeper into mm-hmm. your lungs. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, again, that's, that, that's been a big game changer for me. And then I talk to people um, about mindful breathing, as you were saying about being conscious of your breath, being conscious of this stuff and doing, you know, breathing on purpose, because most of us, when we're in fight or flight, you know, your, your body is, is, is breathing. You're on a kind of a, you know, autopilot so it's to take back control and to breathe consciously absolutely and it's to build like 
it's for me it's about building your rebuilding your baselines and what i mean mm. by that is is you gave some fabulous benefits to what happens when you nasal breathe and um, yes it it dilates um arteries and opens up uh the alveoli in the lungs and it helps to calm your mind and it has there, there's so many good benefits but actually they shouldn't be benefits and what I mean by that is they should just be your baseline standards for health. Yeah. But because we've adapted away from using our nose to breathe, that we are now weaker than our ancestors were, yeah. physically weaker. And the reasons why we adapt away are manifold. And we can get into that if you like. But really all we're doing is we're restoring our basic function. Like people feel so much better doing this. But mm. that should be a, a basic standard of human quality of life. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Now, you mentioned there why people, why we have kind of, you know, um, turn things on their head and breathing in through our breath, breathing in through our mouth. What would you say about that? So it can happen for a huge variety of reasons. And I'm going to give some and some mightn't be popular and we can talk about that. But um, it's just my experience as a coach over over a long time and having investigated this through, you know, thousands of research papers and, and the science and the books behind it. It's but this is what it is. But um, so things that can affect is if you, for example, one of my daughters was born with a cord wrapped around her throat uh, when she was born. And so was automatically a mouth breather. And it's been a lifelong thing getting her back nasal breathing um, from literally the day she was born. Mm -hmm. It can happen because you're not breastfed for long enough, believe it or not. And that's not a, a, a negative on any mom that's out there. It's mm. just is what it is. And there's things you can do then to restore that. Um, it can happen if you eat a lot of soft foods, okay, uh, when you're growing up. It, uh, and, that's, and the reason for that, why, why I'm highlighting those things is that if that happens, it means that your jaw doesn't get strong from sucking on the nipple or from eating the hard foods um, as, a, as a child is growing up. And if the jaw doesn't get strong, well, then it drops and you begin to mouth breathe automatically. When that happens, it has a cascade effect, a knock-on effect in terms of um, how well the teeth form. It has a knock-on effect into uh, breathing during sleep. It has a knock-on effect into um, even how your, your throat develops and how your airways develop, which is huge. Yeah. Other stuff that I've seen firsthand, uh, viruses can really impact and change your mouth, uh, change the mouth breathing, high, high levels of stress or trauma. Uh, for me, asthma, um, mm. uh, injury to your nose as well can be another one, uh, deviated septum, for example. Um, there's many, many, um, eating, uh, eating the wrong types of food for too long. Can So if, let's say you were, gluten intolerant and you're eating a load of gluten um well then that can change your breathing allergies can change your breathing um the list goes on and on and on it, it, it's it's amazing just how many things can impact the breathing but here's the thing is if you're able to breathe through your nose fantastic you i would encourage you to do that 
Um, it doesn't matter that all those other things might be quote unquote bad for you or mightn't be the most ideal. You're getting away with it. That's absolutely fine. But if you are mouth breathing, you just need to restore that as an absolute baseline and then look to improve your health in other ways as well. Yeah. And again, Leo, the, the good news is we can turn this back. It's like a seesaw. So that, I, I suppose we've tipped into mouth breathing for the reasons that you just mentioned. But again, the good news is, and which is really empowering for people, we can tip the scales back. We can tip the seesaw back into nasal breathing. And again, by being conscious of this and knowing, you know, how it all works and by breathing, you know, like nasal breathing and doing yes. it consciously and taking back the control. Like I say to people that I work with, the breath is like a remote control for the, for the mind and the body. So, you know, like if you're, if you're not breathing consciously you're breathing unconsciously and there's a good chance that you're breathing to your mouth and um you're breathing shallow breaths and that brings on the fight flight you know that stress response mm -hmm. but you can take it's about taking back control tipping back the scales tipping back the seesaw back into conscious breathing isn't it absolutely and do you know what, even even just for people out there as well, if they go, okay, well, now that I'm aware of it, I'm going to start nose breathing and they find it too difficult. That's very common. That's why I'm a coach still is because you, you have to, sometimes you have to do specific techniques in order to restore your nasal breathing. Mm -hmm. The very fact that you're aware of it is step one. Yeah. The fact that you're trying to help yourself means that it will gradually improve anyway. Yeah. And then if you really want to make a vast difference, then um, do those techniques to restore your breathing and make sure you get back to nasal breathing over time. Absolutely. And I suppose, again, it's all about the baby steps. Like, again, it's, it's you know, you imagine someone that's kind of, you know, like right-handed and they're trying to, um, you know, kind of, start writing left-handed like it's going to take time like, mm -hmm. now obviously you know with those baby steps and you know doing it consciously and having um you know that making that conscious decision to do it but like you know to do it again kind of gently and you know being kind to yourself but knowing that the benefits of this are just massive aren't they? huge huge um typically it will take people about 12 to 16 weeks to restore some people is is much faster um but 12 to 60 i was one of the longest where it took me six months <laughs> to a year <laughs> i've just found better ways how to do it that's all but um yeah being kind to yourself is, is really really important uh, and, and a vital component of it as well and just that daily practice of of trying to get better absolutely absolutely and it just again like it kind of compounds and it snowballs and it, then it becomes you know you're, you're changing your baseline and you're changing your subconscious because you know you're, you're you're sowing those seeds leo i love that and again thank you so much for sharing that with me your book you've got a new book out yeah yeah it's called breathe free it's a breath training for a healthy body a strong mind and a great life uh, you can get it on my website it's innatestrength.com um internationally it's on amazon but unfortunately amazon.co.uk won't send to ireland so uh for whatever reason so you can get it straight direct from my website but the book is it's a big book like it's a there's 460 odd pages of it um but it's beautiful what i love about it is there's part one is all about connecting how you're living to stress and what that is in your body and then that connects into your breathing 
part two talks about specific conditions and how they relate to your breathing. So for some of it, it is talks about panic and anxiety and fear. Another aspect of it talks to focus and concentration, another for women's health, another for uh, respiratory health, another for cardiovascular health. So it, it shows you um, the links between uh, your breathing and these uh, states of health. And then the last part, part three, is the training program, uh, which it will guide you through everything you need to go through from, from step one to, to whatever. But it takes you by the hand. And it's cool because there's little QR codes in it. And there's pictures and diagrams in it. So you can actually see video demos of exercises. And uh, it's suitable for people of different learning styles in that sense. Wow. Brilliant. I love it. And Leo, I know we've touched on a lot of kind of, you know, information and tips about breath work, but is there any kind of golden nuggets in the book that you can share with us um, that we, we haven't touched on? The, I suppose for me, the, the biggest golden nugget is that you shouldn't need to do breath training. And what I mean by that is, is once you restore your breathing, um, and you've you've built that strong baseline, it's time to go out and enjoy yourself and be of value and of service uh, to the world, whether that's just to your partner or to your family or to your community. But, you know, life is for living and is for really enjoying it and finding that deeper meaning in life is really, really important. But as I say at, at the start of the book is, and I turned this quote on its head and it was, um, you know, without your breath, we have but one dream and that's to breathe but with your with your breath you have a thousand dreams and um, in other words you can take on the world you can do whatever it is that you want to do and find that deeper meaning for you so that's why i encourage everybody to to restore their breathing and get it back on point because um it just makes such a difference to your overall life yeah wow i love that leo and i talk a lot about i suppose this podcast is about you know talking to experts like yourself about the work that you do and then about self-care and i suppose like i talk about self-care being from the inside out and i suppose the ultimate in self-care is your breath because it's literally from the inside out it's what's you know fueling your body it's you know it's controlling your mind and your body how you think how you feel so it really is the ultimate in self-care isn't it yeah, it's a, to use a Lord of the Rings analogy, it's a one ring that binds them all. It's a one practice <laughs> that binds them all because yeah. it is directly connected. And we know that we now know that uh, some of the mechanisms in the mind, uh, it's directly connected to your heart and your cardiovascular system, to your gut and your enteric system, to mm -hmm. every to your body, mind and spirit. It is the the linchpin between them all. And it's the one thing that um it is automated, but that we have direct control over within milliseconds if we Absolutely. choose to use it. Yeah, which, and that's the beauty of it, like that, you know, again, doing it consciously, you can take back that control. I love that, man. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. And can you tell me now how you mind you? <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, a, a huge variety of ways, I must say, Brian. Um, so I've built up a, a, a huge arsenal of different ways to look after myself. And I, I kind of wanted to say this because I knew this question was coming. I did, I did go over a lot of your podcasts as well. And 
the reason why I'm saying that is because the idea that is out there about you have to have a specific routine for this and a specific routine for that, I think is is not true to my life because my life, you know, I'm I'm a family man. I've got three kids. I've got I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. I've got loads of things going on. But here's what I do do is I do carve out in the middle of the day a minimum of 15 minutes to myself to do whatever it is that I want. Is if that's a nap a meditation, a breathing session, a quick workout, whatever it is, that's that's just there. And it, it flows what time of day, but I carve that out. And um, the other thing is I make sure that I have strong baselines um, across my physical health. So in other words, I am exercising regularly and I do eat uh, really good food most of the time. Not all the time. Still enjoy myself. So these are kind of baselines that I ensure that are in place and then another thing another couple of things that I do is uh, I always search for something that's personal to me that has deeper value and meaning that pulls me forward so what I've learned as a coach over the years is that you know people only really improve themselves in two situations one they're in a lot of pain uh, whether that's physical or mental or emotional pain or spiritual pain or two they're really passionate about something. So I'm big on people finding something that they're passionate about and getting a deeper meaning to because that will pull them forward and help them to put in practice all the mundane things like going to bed early and stuff like that that uh, sometimes we can let lapse otherwise. <laughs> How does that sound? I love that, man. Thanks for yeah. sharing that with me. And Leo, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on my socials are innate strength on Instagram uh, and innate-strength.com is my website. Uh, they're the main two uh, that people can find me on. And the book is called Breathe Free. Breathe Free. Yeah, Breathe Free. So I, I would I'd love if people could pick it up and uh, get interested in it. I am looking to bring a book tour. I'm just starting actually next week. Um, we're now coming just so people know we're coming into October when we're recording this. I hope you don't mind me saying that, but, um, I have a, a book tour coming nationally over, over the year where I'm going around towns and villages around Ireland. And I want to host talks, um, locally so people can come along and get a, get a visceral experience of breathing. And, uh, then they can delve into the book from there after that, if they like it. Brilliant. I love it, man. Well, Leo, thank you so much for sharing with me that amazing journey that you've been on and, you know, for sharing with me how you mind others and sharing that toolkit that you've built up and, you know, how you've helped so many people and you're, you're, you know, you're literally walking the talk yourself and how you mind you. And I'll put a link to your, to your socials and to your website onto this podcast but for now again thank you so much for sharing all that amazing kind of information and tips with me and best of luck with everything that you do in the future beautiful thank you so much for having me on brian i've really enjoyed the chat thank you so much for listening to mind you and i hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care Please like, subscribe and follow Mind You Podcast wherever you listen to it. And please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world. You can find me and Mind You at brianbarneswellbeing.com.